In recent years, it has gradually become evident that daydreaming can evolve into an extreme behavior, up to the point where it turns into a clinically significant condition. This quote, from an article published in Frontiers in Psychiatry, voiced concerns about an emerging psychological disorder called maladaptive daydreaming. MD, the sufferers of which experience intense, vivid, extended bouts of fantasizing for up to half their waking hours, negatively affects afflictees' relationships with others, their day-to-day lives, and their overall emotional well-being. For most of us, however, the act of daydreaming can be a welcome escape from the mundanity of work, a space to work out creative solutions to problems, and even relieve stress and anxiety. In a 2013 movie adaption of a 1939 New Yorker short story, funny man Ben Stiller plays a chronic fantasizer, daydreaming his way through his humdrum existence as a negative assets manager and former pro skateboarder. But does his titular character suffer from MD? Or do his waking dreams help make him the man he always wanted to be? We're the two gomers. We're talking the secret life of Walter Mitty And this is Perfect Movie. Welcome, everybody, to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined, as always, by my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Anthony's pick. Extra, extra. Anthony's pick. (laughs) Read all about it. New Yorker, 1939. (laughs) Short story adapted into a movie in 1947 starring Danny Kaye, which I haven't seen. It's interesting. Um, You've seen it? Yeah. Oh, dang it. Okay. Well, hopefully you can tell me a little bit about it. I watched some clips um, and I watched the... Um, like they adapted it, like, like with the trailer, like with the new music. Right. You know, oh, like, that's funny. I didn't see that. That's cool. It was kind of, kind of cool. Um, totally different tone from what I could understand and what I've heard. Yeah. I mean, both of those movies, the Danny Kay one, by the way, we're doing yep. a secret, the secret life of Walter Mitty. Yep. And Anthony pick. This is the first time we were ever doing this. Right. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that. And then we'll talk about uh slight differences i mean okay. you know we're going to be talking about this for the next hour plus right. um but we on the perfect movie podcast um yes. usually both come with a movie we love that we've chosen together right um you and me um this is the first time now it's my birthday it's my birthday Mm-mm-mm-mm. so i'm raising well it roof. was yesterday yeah <laughs> um and dude we're on zoom yeah. Which we've been doing Zoom for over a year now. Uh-huh. And I just feel so trendy and cool because, like, we were all about it. Yeah. Way, way back. <laughs> I liked Zoom before it was cool. Now, if only yeah. I could go back to before the pandemic and put some money on the cubbies. <laughs> put some, we use put Zoom. Put some money on the Zoom. Yeah. Right. We've been using Zoom. Um, it's like it's like we knew Tom's shoes before Tom's was Tom's. Yeah. Um, all birds. That's the cool shoes. Now I got some for my birthday, my second pair. Sweet. Um, if if y'all want to sponsor us, Allbirds. <laughs> Allbirds. We'll take any comers, right? If Allbirds wants yeah. to, that's fine. Tom's, Zoom. Right. 
I'm sure they would do really well advertising on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Um, But uh, since it was my birthday, Mm -hmm. uh, we thought it would be fun um, to do our first ever Gomer pick. So, like, one of us chooses a movie. So, next week, you're going to do Mad Max Fury Road. I'm so excited. I'm I'm excited, too. You and I talked about like what what's it like when one person is super into a movie and maybe the other one isn't <laughs> maybe one of them said to the other i do not understand why you could possibly like this movie for instance <laughs> <laughs> now spoil spoiler alert i may i may come around okay we'll right. see yeah um and you might come around on this one um, for sure now yeah so we we've kicked around this idea for a while right to do um yep uh, even at the beginning, even before we started the podcast, I think we said, eventually we will bring one another movies. Right. Um, we can't agree on everything. Right. And so yeah. we have, people may not know this about our list, this, the list, you know, the list that nobody will see, but yep. you and me, um, right. of movies that we love. There are actually three categories on the list. Uh huh. Yep. There's a category that we have taken from exclusively so far which are movies that we agree on that we love yep then yep. there's a steven category and there's an anthony category and we are going to pull from one of our oh, we're going to pull a movie you this week me next week yep. from the anthony category and the steven category right so it's just going to feel a little bit different we ha- actually haven't quite figured out <laughs> all the ins and outs of it yet <laughs> big surprise Right. Well, we've talked about it. Yep. Um, and brainstormed, but you know, you always have to just like go for it, mm-hmm. like a surgeon. <laughs> hey, Cutting podcasting for the-, <laughs> for the very first time, like a like a Gomer. Somebody call Weird Al. Make a um, parody song of the parody song you already made about podcasting. <laughs> he wants to be relevant. Right. Totally. Um, yeah, he should do a song about podcasting, actually. Yeah. I wonder if he has. Come on, Yankovic. Get a Zoom move on. for the very first time. Oh, that would be good. I'm sure somebody's done that. There we go. Zooming for the very first time. Yep. Wow. Um, what? Yeah, that could be like online learning. <laughs> hey, <laughs> zoom in for the very <laughs> That's pretty good. Dude, make that video. That's It'll not go bad. Viral. Dude. 22nd graders. Hey. <laughs> Zooming for the Zooming very... for the very first. That's all you need, dude. <laughs> and then just shots of your daughter and second graders actually doing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so we're zooming. Yeah. This is Gomer One Pick. Mm-hmm. Um tell me so I th- this is funny because it's my movie, but I haven't seen the middle one. Um any thoughts on the Danny K? Yeah, so we are we're big Danny K stands in this family. We love Danny K. Fans. Yeah. Um yep. so uh I mean, I think I ha- I may have 3 Danny K movies on my list. Wow. Okay, so I should have seen it. Sorry. No, don't worry about it. Um it's I I don't think it's one of his more famous ones. Um but I would say both of these movies are like very loose remakes or adaptions, sorry, I should say, of that short story, the Thurber short story in the New York yeah. 
what is it? New Yorker. Yeah. Um, the New Yorker. But I think Walter Mitty is probably a remake of the Danny Kaye movie more than it's an adaption of the story. Okay. With with a twist, with like an, an inspiration twist. Um, right. So it turned into the hero's journey. Like we were talking right. about this on podcast. Because yeah. isn't the Danny Kaye version more like a musical comedy? Yeah. Um, sort of. Yeah. And the, the short story is more like, here's just a guy daydreaming to escape right. his mundane uh, life. And that's the story. That's it. Right. Okay. Um, Didn't I, I texted you um roper's um richard roper oh yeah okay richard roper let me try to find that here um richard roper he's like okay so siskel and ebert Mm -hmm. then ebert Ebert and roper Roper. yeah right and now is there does roper have anything now yeah i think so i think he works for him i mean he probably has his own movie review website sure i remember one of the first podcasts i ever listened to was uh ebert and roper could it be used to put hmm. out a podcast of just the audio of their show ah it might okay. have been roper and somebody else in the second chair at that point because ebert was not able to do the show anymore um sure but it was just their syndicated movie review show the okay. audio and they would put that Got out it. as a podcast and i remember being like ooh. A new app. Ooh. Yeah, very, you're like, I don't even need to look at it. Casting. Yeah, exactly. It's like a baby's toy. Uh, what, I got to look at it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, that's funny because that's like the opposite of what people are doing now. They're like just videotaping them podcasting. Yep. You know, like, wow, now you can watch us just look, you know, yeah. sit still and look at mics. And for some reason, we all watch that kind of stuff. Um, Here, here's what Richard Roper said. Okay. Okay. Stiller's Mitty is about as much the James Thurber story as Frozen is Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen. Loosely based, barely covers it. (laughs) (laughs) Two things that are Um, interesting about that. One, that made a lot of sense to me about how I felt the first time I saw Frozen. Okay. I was like, this is is the Snow Queen? Right. No, No, it's not. I mean, so I was like, oh, okay, that was very helpful. Then the other thing that's very strange about that quote is that Danny Kay played Hans Christian Anderson, Anderson. in a movie. <laughs> so, really? So strange. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yep. Okay. So you're saying it's maybe more based on the Danny Kay version. Okay. So I saw an interview with um, Ben Stiller. Okay. Um, and he was like, he... Okay, so he, he didn't, like, the writer of this movie, um, the, you know, the adapted screenplay and writer, Stephen, Steve Conrad, who also uh-huh. uh, um, wrote Weatherman and Pursuit of Happiness. Um, oh. Okay. Huh. <laughs> That's, there's some, some things are starting to make sense to me. This guy <laughs> wrote Pursuit of Happiness? Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Th- this gives me some things to think about. Great. Okay. Okay. So what did he say? Okay. Um, said that he uh, had read the short story as a kid, uh-huh. um, remembered reading it. I mean, Ben Stiller is a total, total New Yorker, you right. know, like um, I and, you know, New York has a special place in my heart. I lived there for three years. Yep. Um, I know it has a special place in your heart. You're from New Jersey originally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, so like consummate New Yorker, and you can just feel that in this movie. Anyways, he read the New Yorker, read yeah. that article. They read it in class. They read other short stories like that. Oh, uh, okay. So he said he yeah. actually did think about the the short story more. Um, I watch. Okay, ev- everybody should go to YouTube if you want to waste seventeen minutes. Everybody's got it right now. <laughs> Sheltered in place, like we've got. Might this. as well watch Ben Stiller interviews. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I was gonna say to go watch. Because I, I read the short story, uh huh. Didn't watch the Danny Kay. Now I'm kicking myself that I didn't. Don't worry, it's it's um, I, it's not great. Okay, so I, I don't well, I don't think it's required viewing at all. Okay, well I but I've got, I'm watching all the Mad Maxes in the next days. You um, are just for you, bro. Wow, yeah, makes bro. Me feel special. <laughs> uh, I wanted you to feel honored and uh, 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 lo- loved and appreciated. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but okay. So somebody made the short story literally into a 17 minute short movie. Yeah. Like basically follows the script exactly. And that was good to watch. It's Mm -hmm. totally low budget. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but that dude, I, a super don't relate to the dude from the short story, the dude from the short story. Yeah. Like I thing is, I'm not a daydreamer. I am a dreamer for sure. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, when I am in my head, it's like usually worst case scenario. Mm, it's bad. As opposed to like, <laughs> like I'm a surgeon or I'm a fighter pilot or, you know, like I'm, you know, doing saving the world. It's more like, you know, the whole anxiety battle is like the meteor shower of what ifs. That's huh. what your mind is constantly doing is like, well, what if this happened? Well, Got what it. if that happened? What if that's that's what anxiety is. Yeah. Um, I think that's a quote from Philip Yancey. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, the constant barrage um, of what ifs. Yeah. Yeah. A meteor shower of what ifs. Oh God. That's it. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we always end up here? Sorry. <laughs> oh, we might go here a lot. This episode. <laughs> In, introspective. Uh, and yeah. that's birthdays always make you feel like that too. Um, sure. But the thing is the end of the short story is super dark. Spoiler alert. Right. Um, he basically, sounds like to me he wishes he was shot yeah like so he wishes he, his, he was dead yeah his final daydream i think i remember is he's like just smoking up against the wall and he's daydreaming about a firing squad right <laughs> right yeah. yeah so um this movie is very different very different than that i yeah, can't imagine like, a more different story yeah so richard roper right on so if yeah you, if for some reason now i don't know honestly why you would be a huge fan of that short story over being a fan of this movie. The short story is just about a daydreamer dude. Yeah. I mean, it's a good kernel. Uh-huh. Right? Um, you know, kind of like, yeah, like it, this couldn't be made without it. Just like Frozen 2 couldn't be made without Frozen 1. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very good and apt <laughs> description of what's going on here. <laughs> um, but like in my mind, that's like the the most necessary part about it. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's a great story to read. It, it, it is cool. And like the nagging wife um, is totally the nagging boss mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, yeah. Like that makes a lot of sense. So it, it is cool to see like where he where he drew that from. And there's kind of interesting and fun language. And also just New York, New Yorker essays and short stories are just super interesting. Yep. That's also like you can just tell even the difference in culture mm-hmm. in the 1930s yeah. versus 2013 when this was made. It's like. Maybe you wanted they wanted to hear more tragedy. Like it's almost a tragedy that 
Oh yeah. And it had cultural impact, right? I mean, it, I think yeah. I read somewhere that, um, midi-esque became a word. Hmm. Ah, yeah. Well, I, I almost heard it was like being used in politics. Yeah. Like he's a Walter Mitty. Yep. Um, yeah. okay. So like a daydreamer, like maybe delusions of grandeur. Maybe you could have even said like, isn't that, uh, Harrison Ford? The, even I am prone to delusions of grandeur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he's like just coming out of the, what is it? What is that that he's in? Oh uh, no, not this. Oh, carbonite. Yeah, yeah. Even he is prone to delusions of grandeur. He should have said, yep. "I'm a Walter Mitty." Maybe that would work. I, I feel like Walter Mitty, <laughs> and not the Ben Stiller version. Um, yeah. So. Dude, should we get to the Gomer one sheet? Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. Very interesting. So just so people know, we are still figuring out what this is, but we're going to retain a lot of the perfect movie traditions, including the Gomer one yes. sheet. I did have a question. Should I do the Mad Max Fury Road one sheet next week? Mm. Okay. Um, I think I should do it. And okay. here's why. Because you did the cold open for this. Yep. Um, so let's... But if you want to... No, I don't. Or if you, okay, yeah, I, I, no, 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 I love doing. I, we have good, we have good, good jobs. Like Great. this is fun for me. Like I love like researching. Cool. I'm such a dork. I love researching stuff. Like oh, I yeah, love me too. Learning, and Great. then you're like super duper creative at writing. So, and I'm not. Good okay, at that. we'll keep we'll keep our roles. Okay. Um. Okay, so the Gomer one sheet. Anybody yep. that's new, I'm Gomer one, and I do a little one sheet report on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, the tagline is Stop Dreaming, Start Living. Um, now, is there a period at the end of that? Are there What what kind of punctuation is in there? I yep, think it's, it's on the cover dreaming, of it. Stop Dreaming, period, Start Living, period. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, I wrote, a, I wrote a comma there, but then I tried to like make it look like a period, but it just looks like a... <laughs> okay. Full disclosure, <laughs> that's why I asked. I couldn't tell if it yep. was a comma or a period. <laughs> And I'm not sure how it came across on the scan. Right. <laughs> exactly. That makes it even more confusing. <laughs> What's that say there? Um, and uh, release date was December 25th, 2013. Um, the trailer leading movie. up to it. Yeah. To- I mean, Christmas Day. Yep. Um, the the trailer leading up to it was like, this was a highly anticipated movie. Yes. Like I people remember. were super pumped about it and we'll we'll do the trailer in, in a couple minutes mm-hmm. um budget for this was 90 million that seems ridiculous we're getting into i that might be because we have been in the 90s for so long yeah maybe that's it that now that we're in the 2010s we're gonna get um bigger budgets but also there's quite a bit of cgi in this movie right there's special effects see there's there there's really only cgi in the uh in a couple of his fantasies like the whole comic book like skateboard scene yeah cgi um right jumping out of the building is cgi yeah um benjamin button is cgi (laughs) i think those things add up right like if yeah like anything that has any cgi is gonna like make the budget much higher sure like wasn't the biggest line item in the the fugitive was the train, it was like a million dollars. The train is real, so, don't forget. The train is real. <laughs> Honey, 
let's go to the movies. I heard the train is real. Um, yeah, so 90 million. I, so you're probably right. Yeah. Like, this is it's just we've been doing 90s movies. Now we're in 2013. 90 million is nothing. Yeah. Got that in my back pocket. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's an indie movie. 90 million. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just crazy because wasn't Star Wars like 8 million? Yeah. Uh, like Something A like New that. Hope. Yeah. Um, THX 1138. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, gross at the box office, 58 million in America. That's bad, dude. I, I think that qualifies as a flop. Yeah. Uh-oh. But it made up for it in worldwide. Yeah. 188 worldwide. So it, you know, you know, maybe people around the world have wanderlust um, <laughs> and like seeing, you know, maybe all of Iceland and Greenland turned out <laughs> all eight, eight people. On, everybody in Reykjavik. We've got to go see <laughs> this movie that features Iceland. Right. We're on TV. Um <laughs> Okay, as you see, awards and achievements, some small things, but not much of note. Sure. Um, movies that were classic around this time, like mm-hmm. in the theaters, like top box office, Iron Man 3, Frozen came out mm-hmm. the month before. Um, a lot, Lots of, again, just like we talked about in whatever the modern movie that we did recently, that almost all movies are Contagion. Um, when we did Contagion, we talked about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's like mostly franchises mm-hmm. or sequels. So Star Trek Into Darkness, Hobbit, like the third. Yeah, I re- remember the days when Smaug was desolated. Uh, I remember it fondly. <laughs> Dude, truly, I've never seen those. You saw Hobbit 1. I've never. I, I, I saw the first Hobbit. Because you saw that I in. I watched. You saw that in the high frames per second rate, remember? Yes. Okay, Mango Chutney. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Oh, and someday second... I need to tell you about when I went to see Gemini Man with Alex in 120 oh. FPS. Oh, my gosh. It was one of the most disturbing things I've ever done. Wow. Okay. I'll, I'll look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, do you want to tell me about it now or do you want to go? No, on? no. Keep going. It's too long. Of okay, a story. That'll be a nice. Okay. That'll be a nice kernel. Um, yep. It's funny because we're going to talk about in the in the trial, the I'm going to what what am I the defense attorney and you're the am I the prosecutor? I, we don't know quite how prosecutor. this is going to work. Yeah, you're like this movie is OK. Why <laughs> I make like a stand so that much? this movie is fine. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, uh, but I saw it on a plane and we're going to get to that. OK, um, but it's funny looking at this list. This looking at this list of movies, yeah, or like the movies that were options on that plane flight. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Um, you scroll so I actually, through it and you see Man yeah. of Steel. You see Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Saving Mr. Banks. Okay. I also watched on this same day. Got it. Um. Enjoyed that one. Great movie. Um. Okay. So, Rotten Tomatoes. Here we go. Fifty-one percent, dude. <laughs> So you're like, this is my thought. This is I'm telling myself a story, Brene Brown style. Okay. Steven's in his head saying, see, Anthony's pick. No, I I didn't know that until I want to make it clear. (laughs) I did not read any reviews of this movie. I have no idea. Now, seeing this is I'm raising my eyebrows because that's interesting. Okay, but the audience, though, 71%. So there are a lot of people that love this movie. 
Right. Well, 70, 71% is not great, but at least it's way better <laughs> than 51%. It, that's that's, that's certified it. fresh, right? Uh, is it? What is certified fresh? I guess I don't know. Well, the tomato's red. Okay. I think so. the tomato being red is different than certified fresh. Certified fresh okay, is yeah, like certified, it's A plus or something. Year. Yeah. Okay. All right. For, forgive me, moviegoers, of which there are currently none. Ugh. Oh, no. Yeah. Movie, movie lovers. Goer. Movie goer Dude. is a term of the past. Dude, a movie goer doesn't exist. Like we saw that article, AMC theaters, like declaring bankruptcy potentially. In talks with like, lawyers for bankruptcy. Damn. I mean, the good news is I think bankruptcy is good because at mm. least the, the article wasn't they're closing their doors. Right. Bankruptcy means they want to stay afloat. Right, um, right, right, right. Yep. But it's, it's still not a fun thing to read. But weren't movie theaters not doing super, super great anyways? Like, right. Everybody's exactly. thing. Like, it's almost like we prefer to watch them at home anyways. Ugh. Right. Not me. Yeah. Well, there's I, something I about... prefer a movie with other people. Dude, they just so. This or was... by yourself. Yeah, I love a by myself, but I also love a full raucous theater that just like yes, just the course. other day, of course. somebody was tweeting the audio lined up with the video of the closing battle in Endgame because it's like mm. it came out a year ago and okay. I watched it and was crying. Because it <laughs> totally was exactly understand. how it sounded when I was in the theater. Just that's awesome. Insanity. People Dude, that's cool. screaming. People laughing. <laughs> and I was like, I miss this so yeah. bad. Totally. Oh yeah. Gosh. Oh well. well. It'll be, we'll be back. Okay. I believe you. We'll be back, dude. Yeah. Um uh, written by Stephen Conrad, this movie, we talked about that earlier, mm-hmm. based on a short story by James Thurber, directed by Ben Stiller. Yep. Score, I always put this in there, Theodoro Shapiro. Um, yeah, he I also did I person. Love You Man, oh, Tropic, okay. Tropic Thunder. So and it sounds kind of like a Ben Stiller dude. Yeah. Yep. Um, like these guys, these dudes, they have their whole armada. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, Hanks is doing a movie. Spielberg's mm-hmm. doing a movie. You know, Stiller... Um, you know, Adam Sandler, they just they right. have their cinematographer there. Oh, you know what? I forgot to look up cinematographer. Um, so. I, I did. I can't remember his name. Um, is Jennifer Aniston now in um, Adam Sandler's crew? Like, I think Jennifer Aniston has done two or three movies now with Adam Sandler. He used to have like huh. his ragtag right. group of guys he'd always have in yeah. each of his films. Yeah. And now Jennifer Aniston is a part of this. So strange. All of a sudden. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, we'll look up the cinematographer because we're going to talk about cinematography for sure. Yeah. I'm just going to do this one, other, this one other category, which is the other cast choices here. Okay. So originally this movie was owned, I can't remember by who, um, but in the 90s they were talking about it, a Jim Carrey, Ron Howard production. Oh, okay. So um, one of these Jim Carrey's that he's like, now I want to do drama, right? Uh, like, like, well, he did The Majestic, did Truman Show. Man in the Moon. He did all those yep. 90s movies where he was a, so, a serious boy. Remember yeah. those, that this run? Yep, totally would have fit in that. Oh yeah, definitely. Moment in time. I agree. Um, so that's 
Interesting. Um, yeah. Then apparently for a little while, Mike Myers was attached to it. Huh. Uh, Wayne, Wayne's World. What, um, what, what drama? Like has he done any drama? Uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> King Glorious Bastards. That's all I can think of. Um. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, probably, but I didn't put any thought into that. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering about comedians taking dramatic roles, which this this movie feels like for Ben Stiller a little bit. It's not the first one he's done, but yeah, um, right. Th- this is not. I don't think this is a comedy. I should. Too bad it didn't come out when I was working at at Blockbuster. I would know, but um, <laughs> it feels more like a epic drama. Yeah, with jokes, fantasy. Um, like yeah, I think it's 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 drama, comedy, fantasy. Where like the tags or whatever. Okay, got it. Um. Yeah, and then 2010 apparently was attached to Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, that'd be interesting. Borat. That is very interesting. I mean, he likes to move it, move it. I know that about him. <laughs> um, I have a I have a Sasha Baron Cohen story that I got to tell sometime too. We'll see. Really? That. Uh, totally. Um, and then uh, then all of a sudden, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, all the way. Um, yeah. And that's the movie that. I love and can't wait to talk about. That's the movie we have. It must have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, he directed and stars, right? Right. So this yep. feels like something. And then what you were just saying, which was he read the short story. It was important to him, right? Mm-hmm. Th- this does feel like his movie. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so a Ron Howard, Jim Carrey movie would feel so different, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Than somebody who's the auteur, right? Um, director uh-huh. and star both. So I, I wonder yeah. yeah, I wonder what that did to the screenplay and how it ended up. And the New York, the whole New York connection. Mm-hmm, this right. is so New York. The style, the architecture, yep. the like mid-century, like Mad Men looking mm-hmm. um, office of time life, which they filmed like at least the lobby there. Right. Um, and then and then like the idea he, he mentioned this like he liked the New Yorker magazine. Time Life is like a New York magazine, mm-hmm. you know, so like um, I don't even know if they would have had it be Life magazine if it had been somebody else. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what, what it would have been. I mean, right. This is all made up for it. You know, it's yeah. not like this isn't any anything to do with the story. Like in the right in the short story. Do we even know if he works? Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> right. we don't even what know is, anything about him. Right. It's It's very there's very little characterization in that story. We get it all kind of a much richer version of him in this movie for sure. Yep, totally. All right. Um, can I read the no VHS cover, unfortunately? But I do have the DVD yep. cover. Yep. Um, so this is the DVD synopsis of The Secret Life Great. of Walter Mitty. Um, Stop Dreaming, Start Living is on the cover. Also, he's sitting on a bench on the moon on the cover of this DVD. <laughs> okay. So they nice. take some artistic license there. Um, right. Ben Stiller directs and stars in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, James Thurber's classic story of a daydreamer who escapes his anonymous life by disappearing into a world of fantasies filled with heroism, romance, and action. When his job, along with that of his co-worker, Kristen Wiig, are threatened, Walter takes action in the real world embarking on a global journey that turns into an adventure more extraordinary than anything he could have ever 
imagined. Good news, listener. It's in color. Yes. PG-13. What's the running really? time of was, this movie? Uh, hour 54. I thought it was PG, dude. Me, me too. I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. I really thought it was PG also. We just watched it and I said PG. This could be wrong, dude. On the Blu-ray. Huh, maybe okay. maybe it's like um, the secret life of Walter Mitty unrated. Right. We see into his real fantasies. <laughs> Uncut and unrated secret life of Walter Mitty. It gets a PG-13 instead. You know, it's like right. whatever those movies are where they're raunchy, but not quite raunchy enough now that it's on right. DVD. Road it's trip. Like big, unrated. Big red, the red stamp on it. Like unrated. <laughs> totally. All right, dude. Well, we should head into the trial. Um, we'll All tell right. people how that's going to work when we get there a little bit differently. But first, like you were saying, let's listen to the trailer. Hi, how can I help you today? Hi, I can't seem to leave a wink for someone. Okay, uh, I'm looking at your profile. You left a lot of this stuff blank. Well, I haven't really been anywhere noteworthy or mentionable. Have you Have you done anything noteworthy, mentionable? We have ahead of us the privilege of publishing the very last issue of Life magazine. Jumping up and down the floor. And for the final issue, we just received a negative 25 from Sean O'Connell for the cover. It's 25. It's not there. I know. Look what I found! What's that? Travel journal dad gave me. The sun was an okay guy. Hey. Hey. How was your weekend? I had an awesome weekend. The ice, Jace. She moves like a woman. I'd like to climb your hair. Oh, wow. What is it you call it when he goes into one of his little places? Oh, zoned out. You do that now and then. What's the matter? I lost a picture of it. I like mysteries. You should go. Crack the case. You were Sean's partner. He finishes work. keep this short i have to make oxygen choices all rise hey how's it going uh i've got a different kind of lacroix today oh just special for walter mitty 
Walter Mitty, <laughs> the secret life of, is being accused of being a perfect movie. The 2013 version. Haven't seen Danny Kay, but I'll check it out. I don't think this guy is a Danny Kay fan. Nah. Who's the, wasn't Danny Kay in uh, White Christmas? No. Right. Yeah, he was. He was. Okay, yep. yeah. So, dude, today I've got, instead of La Croix, I've got Aha. Yes. You and me and Gomer 3 have been texting about different flavors. Right. This is, okay, and I and just a whole sidebar, we'll talk about another time, flavors and stuff. I don't really like any new flavors of any drinks. No. Nope. I've 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 OD'd on unsweetened, like, seltzer water flavors. But I found one that I like again. Yeah. And it's AHA brand black cherry and coffee. And that is caffeinated, right? This yep, thing so that you're drinking. <laughs> caffeinated seltzer water. Have one of these every few days. I got my coffee in the morning, the yep. occasional afternoon, like today when we're recording a podcast. Thought it'd be fun to get a little amped. Now, I have a theory about why you like this brand. Okay. It's it's a Coke product. Mm. Yep. Good call. And it's actually... Ooh. Dude, the cherry taste that just touched the back of my tongue yeah. tastes like cherry Coke. Mmm. Mmm. I think I wrote something in the text string like, a man of the old standards is he. That's Anthony, right? <laughs> and so because it's a Coke product, something you already love, mm-hmm. and because you live in Atlanta, now you have yep. a certain amount of like loyalty, like hometown totally. loyalty to it. Then you're like, yeah. okay, I'll try this one. Where I could text you a thousand pictures of different flavored <laughs> waters, and you would not give them a second thought. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, that looks stupid. Stupid. <laughs> no, but I, I don't. the The tongue doesn't lie. Yeah, <laughs> literally true. or figuratively. The ta- I should say the taste buds don't lie. This yeah. is creamy and rich. Okay, and it's it's good. Great. Well, the other I have ones, not tried I'm that flavor. Soap. I can't wait. Aha. I like it. Cherry and coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> flavored water. <laughs> Yum. It's good. No, I promise I will try it soon so that we can talk about it. Okay, sweet. Um, so, dude, perfect yes. movie. Um, people that are new, we talked about this a little bit earlier, um, but we take a movie that we love. Uh, we put it on trial. Um, if it gets voted on by you and me and the Gomer Nation... You already know this isn't gonna, so why are we even doing it? <laughs> no, no, it <laughs> might. You might do such an amazing job. <laughs> the, the 51% of the audience will <laughs> boing up to over 75%. Right. Who knows? Right. Well, but it needs to get three out of three. That's right. So, I mean, th- th- no pressure. You could do it. You right. could change my mind too. Okay. Um, if all of us vote on it, then yeah. we choose to put the movie on a flash drive, put it on V'ger, send it out to the aliens where they watch all these movies and through a uh, movie sort of spiritual formation, they become good little boys and girls, aliens. Um, <laughs> I don't think you've so- ever said the whole thing. That was really fun <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> and this one in particular, I think if we do send it to the aliens, yes. stop dreaming. They'll stop their like, you know, daydreaming about killing people. Yeah. Obliterating worlds. And do something with their lives, you know. Right? Maybe Xenomorph, they'll maybe they'll wipe something. their mouths, right? They won't be yeah. so slimy no more. Then they they're they're yeah. like dry, good little boys and girls, and they're ready to <laughs> stop dreaming and start living. Stop dreaming, 
start living. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, okay. So usually that's what we do. Yep. We usually get two exhibits a piece because we both love the movie. Yep. We want to convince the nation. This is perfect. Um, yep. Because this week is Anthony's choice. Next week it's Steven's pick, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're still working out the kinks. I think what we've right. decided is that the person that has brought the movie, in this case, it's you, yep. gets three pieces of evidence, three exhibits. Yep. Um, and I respond to those things. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I get some sort of like closing argument or okay. um, yeah, we'll see how that works. I have well, prepared we, okay. a, a couple things that a couple specific things that have kept this movie off of my list. Okay. And Love so it. I can't wait if to I, hear them. if we get to that point, I'll share them. But we had this long conversation yesterday on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> right. About how we feel. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, the nation must feel must think we're such dummies how we feel when we disagree on stuff right well and and then that's a broader conversation for this cultural moment even yeah which is a great podcast everybody should check that one out it's called Mm -hmm. this cultural moment uh you can thank us later um but is like what do you do when you disagree with somebody else's opinion right right what do you do when you disagree politically what do you do if you disagree about a food or a song or in this case a movie how can yeah. you not take it personally? How yep. can you debate it unemotionally? It, which is hard because like in, in this particular case, I have a real emotional attachment to this movie. Um, just as an example of what we were talking about yesterday. So we're going to try to disagree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a broader conversation. Maybe we can help people with that or something. Yeah. I mean, what I did on the phone yesterday was I had a long pause mm-hmm. because I was trying to figure out how to ask you the question. And yeah. I said, if we disagree on this movie, because I know you have an emotional connection to it, right? If we yeah. disagree on this movie, will you take that personally? And you were like, <laughs> right. oh, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then we had a half an hour conversation about what it means to be friends and disagree on. Opi- that's what we're talking about, right? Opinions. This whole thing, this whole right. podcast we're doing is opinion based, right? Right. Like, totally. Um, you know, if, if the movie gets on the flash drive, you can't argue with that. But other, other that, <laughs> right, <laughs> um, we are bringing our opinions, but we've been lucky so far that every movie we have brought in, at least we've both loved. Right. Um, um, yeah. And this feels and a little different. It's subjective. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so I'm really glad we had that conversation yesterday because mm-hmm. if we had had that right now, I would be like deflated dude like i was deflated after that conversation for like two hours and it was oh, my birthday sorry but dude then, <laughs> but but then dude aaron and i found um we found a new restaurant that we had wanted to try and it was closed it's closed on mondays yeah and i remembered because we were like do we want to get thai for my birthday indian or tex-mex yeah or korean barbecue um, and we're trying to support our local businesses. All of those are local businesses that are still doing carry out in the sheltered in place. Right. Quarantine. Amazing restaurants. And then I remembered, wait, there was this. And to, in, in light of Walter Mitty, mm-hmm. there was this Himalayan slash Tibetan mm. restaurant. Yeah. That's about 20 minutes from us. And I was like, wait, hold on. I went to Yelp. It's all five stars. Smyrna, Georgia. 
Mm. And I was like, I wonder if they're still open. So we got that. And dude, my my I got all back happy and <laughs> we had what what is the moral of this story? <laughs> that a, a conversation with me deflates you and all it takes no, is a Himalayan more, meal. A Himalayan feast of Momo mm. Momo butter curry. Oh, it's like yum. steamed steamed dumplings yeah. with butter curry sauce over the top and then this like like this sweet and sour like I, I, okay, I'm like totally American. So I'm like coleslaw. I don't know what it was. Like some sort <laughs> some of salad, but it kind of is reminiscent of like a coleslaw. You know, um, you got in your hot dog. Dude, hand-pulled noodles. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, we're talking about Walter Mitty. I'm so sorry. No, the, the moral of the story is we talked about it. Yeah. Yesterday, I was able to process, and now yeah. I feel great. If you said good. you don't like this, super good. Now, there like, is one thing I was able to is, go ahead. Well, I was able to like, I think this is what we need to do sometimes is we need to step back and process. Yeah. I guess okay. that's what I'm saying. I step back and process. and I'm like, you know what? It's OK if Steven doesn't like this. That's OK. <laughs> and you're an external <laughs> processor. Um, right. In, in my experience, you, you still have to take the Myers-Briggs. But my guess is that you're an extrovert because you're an external processor. Mm. And so sometimes mm. what those conversations on the phone are and sometimes they leak onto the podcast are yeah. you've just got to say things right and so there was this one point where you said to me dude if you liked a movie as much as i like this one i would never be able to say anything to you that's bad about it yeah. and i was like <laughs> I was thinking, well, how does this relationship work then? Like, how are we going to be able to do this? Are we just going to tiptoe around each other? I, I think you said that in an emotional spot. This is just my guess. And I was like, okay, oh, calm down. He just had to say that. And now we can talk about what he meant. Right. <laughs> um, and then you're right. And, and then then it does take some internal processing after the fact. And so I'm relieved yeah. to hear that you feel good this morning about this conversation. Great. Okay. Oh, feel great. That's um, great. So should we jump into it? Let's do it. Let's see how this okay. works <laughs> because I'm still okay. thinking, uh-oh, what if this yeah. doesn't go well? No, it'll be good. And my my evidences are a little scattered because like my mind work like your mind works in like a three-point sermon. And right. my mind works in like, I showed you my notes. I, you know, I'll put this one up. I'll put okay. this one up on the, on the Instagram. Because it's quite this good is, because we, we had decided on three exhibits. You send me this piece right. of paper and there are eight things on this piece of paper that you sent me. And then you showed me your notes on Zoom. Yeah. And I was like, here we go. I showed you the outline. Yeah. Um, okay. So here, here we go. Um, I, I like put a ton of thought into like why I love this movie. Right. And I was going to have some high and lofty things. I do have a theological thing I want to talk about a little bit. Okay. Um, but here, here's how I want to start. Okay. Yeah. Question. Why do I love this movie? It's a great okay. question. It boils down to two main things. Now, we've talked about before. My thing with movies is how they I'm going to I'm going to reverse the order. Okay. It's going to make sense how they sound, mm-hmm. you know, actually I should, I I've always said how they look, how they sound, how they make me feel. Yeah. 
I'm going to reverse it for this, and I probably should just reverse it forever. Um, but for me, a movie is how does it sound? Because a lot of times, rewatchable movies you don't even watch. <laughs> right. Sure. Which which is which was a hard one for me with Alien. Uh huh. Because I can make reads to Alien. Yep. But you can't leave that one in the background. Uh, actually, you can if you're home alone. Like if I like, it's just my kids can't can't come into yeah. the room and. He, hear or see alien you know what i mean well and now that you say that both this movie and alien are the only trailers we've shown with no dialogue Mm, good point it's just so the the sound is so is is number one right now you could make an argument here and you probably will that the cinematography is just as good right yes okay so how it sounds how it looks how it makes me feel. Yep. Here's why I love this movie in a sentence, okay? Okay. It's a music video of a guy I can relate to. <laughs> okay, very interesting. Okay, I can't wait to talk about my rebuttals right now. I'm like okay. getting excited. Okay, great. Good, good. So, how it sounds, how it looks, how it makes me feel. That's it. Music, video, a guy I can relate to. So, like, Got it. This, the story... Uh huh. Um, I just love the story, but I love the way it sounds, and I love the way it looks. Let me talk yeah. about um the second thing, which is when I saw it. Right, because the thing that you left off of that list is nostalgia trumps everything. Right. So, so I'm curious about how that ties in. So we we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the phone. It's very crucial what I watch at certain important points in my life right like like i could watch a dumb movie but for some reason it was during like a crucial pivotal moment emotionally yeah and it's just like this is night they save christmas 100 (laughs) percent which that's gonna be a tougher hill to climb i think but (laughs) you will try eventually i think you couldn't this is the thing about this is like we picked walter mitty we disagree but what we disagree on is you love it and i like it that's not even that much of a disagreement when when you get something like night they save christmas which i enjoy (laughs) but i think for different reasons than you do or the first five minutes of deep impact that's gonna be like i need i don't understand i need to explain i literally don't get it (laughs) because at like midnight on my birthday birthday eve which you know coming into my birthday right um you texted me just the video of that dude from deep impact eating a piece of pizza yeah and i was like this birthday is off the off to the races this is great this is you got the ball rolling perfectly aaron and i were rotfl in with you <laughs> well um, i know your love language yep 100 <laughs> percent. that guy eating a pizza the bite the bite from deep impact my favorite moment in cinema history why it, it was a gift to you because i couldn't find just that scene on youtube <laughs> and so i had to like do some work to make it for you so hopefully you know some- some effort went into it. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so I saw this movie. I didn't actually mm-hmm. see it on Christmas or that Christmas time. I remember super looking forward to it. But as usual, like we had a little... Lily was two at this point. Okay, I was yeah. not really going to many movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people know a little bit about my background, if you're new to the Gomers via Perfect Movie, that's amazing. We're yeah. so glad that you're listening to this podcast. 
Right. We've been doing this for a super long time. And I'm a professional musician. I'm yeah. a bassoonist. And so I had just finished a f- uh, like a three-week tour mm-hmm. with the Cleveland Orchestra. We did like Vienna, Amsterdam, London, Paris, um, L- Linz, Austria. Um, mm. uh, Sounds amazing. Like every unbelievable concert hall. In, right. Like the, the top concert halls in the world. Best orchestra in the world. Full Brahms catalog. Greatest composer ever. You know, top three, top yeah. five, whatever. John Williams is up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Beethoven, Bach, Mozart, Brahms, Williams. Zimmer. <laughs> Zimmer. No, I, I, no, dude. I love Zimmer. You can't, you can't put Zimmer up there. Okay. I won't. Well, you can't, but I could. Right. <laughs> I don't have I, a career writing on it. <laughs> right. Uh, and see, but dude, once again, John Williams, so nostalgic. Uh huh. You know, like I am, I think I'm just a sentimental, nostalgic person. You said to me on the phone uh, yesterday, am I just sentimental? There's another, <laughs> another question that almost knocked me off my feet. <laughs> and I was like, yes, of course you are. You are. I mean, most people think I'm sentimental. Right, right. I don't hold a candle to you, dude. <laughs> One of my favorite things in life, dude, is like asking you or Aaron obvious questions. Just like, <laughs> of course. Like, I just, I love doing that. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, oh, I think one other little, one other little thing is, I think, and I think you could relate to this, dude. Mm-hmm. Is he's just a skinny, cool looking dude. Who is? In this movie. Oh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, he's got a look in this movie, doesn't he? I mean, sometimes he, he like sometimes I'm thinking about um, Meet the Parents. He is yeah. like obviously just an everyman, right? And right. his look yep. is that. And he starts this movie like that, but toward the end of the movie, dude, he's got a look. Yeah, for sure. He looks cool when he, he comes looks cool. back after after the whole adventure. I was like, I think that's part of what I like about it too. Is like I want to go on that adventure. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just skinny, cool looking dude, which is like what I would love to be. And he's right? not covering the gray in his hair. You notice that, right? Nope, he's got the gray totally. on full display. Um, yep. It's good. Okay. But you were in Europe. This is what you, yep. th- this is when you saw it. You were right in so, Europe or coming back from, oh no, you said you're on the back, plane. Yeah. So the plane leaving this tour, yeah. heading home, um, yeah. like, I mean, before this tour, we had we, we had gone through a, like a miscarriage, which was an unbelievably oh. emotional time. Right. Like, and after this plane trip, there was I think a two or three week break, and then I was going to be auditioning for that job that I had just played and recorded and right. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had like three auditions lined up. All this emotional stuff Aaron and I were going through. This time, we get on the plane, flying home. I watch Saving, what did I say? Saving Mr. Banks Banks. Mm -hmm. and Walter Mitty. And dude, we're crossing the Atlantic, Mm -hmm. heading home. And I don't know about for you, but flying and watching a movie, I almost always cry. Interesting. Like, I remember remember a story on the Today Show about it, about like why movies are more like emotional on planes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The only other more memorable time I have watching a movie was I watched Stepmom once. Oh, yeah. 
like on a plane, I had to turn it off at some point because I was like a puddle. This is like when Jessica watched Uncle Buck on the way back on the plane (laughs) from Thanksgiving. I know what you mean. (laughs) She wasn't crying. She was a mess, just crying. Uncle Buck, John Candy. (laughs) You you went too soon. (laughs) That is true. Um, So it's just it it has that like all that time Mm -hmm. combined with the the music which yep. was our podcast music. Right. Um, so we used two songs from this. Um, you know what? Actually, why, why don't we why don't we get into this? Let's get yeah. let's get into the first piece of evidence, how it sounds. Okay. So listener, just so you know, sometimes we talk through the movie from beginning to the end. We're not going to do that this time, I don't think. You're just going to be presenting your exhibits and and going for it. I, I, I think yeah. people people should watch this movie. It's it's a good movie, right? I mean, totally. And basically, it's a guy who you heard it all in the DVD cover, right? Like right. a Here, guy I, who has a daydreaming life. Yep. In, unless you have a more written out synopsis. What do you think? Well, OK, you, you basically start out with this dude. He's working on his checkbook. He's on eHarmony. He's like everything is like linear lines. Everything's boxed in. Everything's neat. Yeah. Um, but he has these daydreams. OK, like uh-huh. he. He he like just dreams fantasies. So like he has a crush on this girl. That's why he's mm-hmm. on eHarmony. Um, and so he imagines saving her dog from a burning building. Yeah. Like, you know, while he's supposed to be getting on the subway. Um, then he ends up at work. Um, you, you see where he works. Um, you meet his sister who, by the way, um, that the 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 family that I live with when I'm in Cleveland, when I used to go there all the time. Yeah. Um, that's uh one of the uh my friend Doug. It's his niece, Catherine Hahn. Catherine, the actor you, that plays. you know somebody who's related to Catherine yeah, Hahn? Dude. Yeah. I love her. I, her. Her uncle is like one of my good like really good friends. Yeah. Everything um, she's in, I love. She's so good. Oh yeah. She she's like she could be a potential like season ticket holder. Like see <laughs> no anything. Yeah. Um I stole that from rewatchables, by the way, but I think it's a genius concept. Like who huh? Who would who do you hold a season ticket for? Yeah, John Williams, Tom Hanks, uh, <laughs> and Catherine Hahn, I guess now. <laughs> um, and basically, uh, Life Magazine is going to go out of business. Yeah, and so there these jerkweeds come in, um, and they're you know going to usher this magazine from being a print to online. Um, yeah. he actually gets to work with this girl Cheryl, um, and the negative he he handles the negatives like the pictures so right. he is going to put up the cover photo like for their final printed um printed magazine yeah uh, they lose it and so he has to go on a journey to find it an actual journey right so up yeah, until like, that moment he takes a lot of journeys in his mind and then right he gets this actual quest right find this picture and that takes him all over the world and also to the moon according to the cover of the dvd <laughs> <laughs> right um spoiler alert he does find the negative and mm-hmm. all is well and we'll get to what happens at the end that's that's further evidence yeah um so my evidence number one yes is how this movie sounds okay um so i i i did hear i i i listened to like a critic talk about this movie Okay. And one thing that they said that I thought was super funny is that the soundtrack sounds like a cool dad. 
<laughs> Put it, it is together. A cool dad. I'm surprised there's no Coldplay on this soundtrack. <laughs> totally. Well, no. See, that's the thing. Coldplay, even in 2013, what? Okay, dude. I would not say passe because Coldplay rules. Sure. But like, if you're gonna be a cool dad, like Coldplay, you know that rocks. But like, you have to know like the like Coldplay in 1999. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe that's, that's a cool dad. dad. I see what you mean. So you know what I'm. It, there, there's some sort of transition between dad music, mm-hmm. which is Coldplay in the 2010s. There we go. And yes. cool dad music, which was Coldplay in 99. I think maybe Arcade yep. Fires that now. So um, yes. cool dad when <laughs> when this movie came out was Arcade <laughs> Fire. Now it's like, right. come on. Of course, my dad likes Arcade Fire. <laughs> so well it you know they even talk about that in actually this is genius okay i i just totally self-congratulated i apologize which was another critique of this movie which was like it was of just a midlife crisis of ben stiller on film <laughs> congratulating himself making himself look cool like the cool dad yep there's um, this there's this line that oh, what what's the guy's name oh Patton all Patton oswalt says at the end which is like you look like indiana <laughs> oh, yeah. jones is the is the lead guitar of, of some cool dad band? Yeah, lead, and I was lead like, singer of the Ramones or or yeah, something. That's right. And I was like, I, way to go, Ben Stiller, keeping that line in about yourself. Totally. <laughs> hey, put in a line about how I look really cool. Actually, I love that line though. Okay, so he said, and this is part of his like transformation in this movie. He said, "I pictured you as a gray dot on a page." Okay. Yeah, but in real, which is how even the color of this movie, and we could talk about that in cinematography either, Mm -hmm. or also, but like it goes from gray, black, blue, white, yeah, um, to like color, vivid color. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, Okay, so Cool Dad soundtrack. Yep, definite ultimate Uh, Cool Dad soundtrack. I I think that's amazing. I wouldn't have thought of that myself, but that's a great description. If you're spinning of monsters and men. Um, and also reaching back to some deep cuts of David Bowie. Right. Right. Um, Arcade Fire. And then Fire. kind of getting scolded mid-movie that that's actually a good song, not a bad song. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. It's actually a good song. And, okay, so when I first heard that in the movie, uh-huh. that was, um, oh, man, the Adam Sandler movie, Mr. Deeds. Okay. Do you, so they, they use that song in Mr. Deeds as well. Um, when he's going up in a plane, uh, in a helicopter, uh-huh. and he's just inherited all that money, you know, it's like I, I've not seen Mr. Deeds. Can you believe I've not seen Mr. Deeds? Maybe that's not that surprising, but bro, that is a good movie. <laughs> okay, dude, you'll Mr. have to put it on Deeds. your list. <laughs> okay, dude, Mr. Deeds rocks. Another great score. Adam Sandler's super funny. A great original song by Dave Matthews written for that. Huh. Um. Do, 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 de, 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 Speaking do, of dad de, music, de, Dave Matthews. 100%. So maybe maybe like Sandler, um, Stiller, are they like the cool dads we want to be like? Yeah, or something? maybe. I don't know. That could be. Because like, dude, honestly, looking at your profile picture right now on Zoom, you look like you look like Stiller having a Cinnabon <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> like you look cool, although you have glasses. No, you didn't have glasses. I do not look. I, I I find Ben Stiller very handsome. I do not think I am as handsome as Ben Stiller is. 
but you but you look cool you look cool today bro thank you um okay uh one other thing about the sound of it two other things mm-hmm. about the sound of it um yeah. score super awesome i yeah. love this score Sweeping, i went for a run yes yeah oh yeah i went for a run yesterday mm-hmm. and um well actually I'll, I'll, I'll mention that in a second um one of the things that makes the score kind of cool is jose gonzalez that's like right. guitar singer songwriter dude they like brought him in and so he does a lot of like singing just like right like yeah i love that like there's like an orchestral background and like some whistling some humming and do you know did he write step is it step up step out step out did he write that for this movie do you know I don't know and okay so when I was doing my run yesterday yeah I hadn't listened to this in a really long time mm-hmm. um, and uh, I put on step out yeah and uh, when the 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 strings come in with the mm-hmm. main theme of Walter Mitty during yeah. step out which, which is also sung as well as played yeah. right I mean that's yeah. there's a lot of vocalization in that song but like think about when he goes to the top of the mountains. Yeah. They do they play that just full orchestra. Mm-hmm. French horns, brass. Yep. Oh man, it's so friggin' good. Like <laughs> looking for yeah, that, that is very Momo good. butter curry. Yep. Um, like that's a moment where I'm watching it and I'm like, how like how could anybody not love this at least this moment? This is right. super cool. Yeah. Um side note, the score orchestral was recorded uh in the like ballroom where we used to have church in New York. Um Whoa. like on thirty fourth street. So like we saw some behind the scenes and I was like, That's where we used to go to church. That's so cool. Oh nice. Um Okay, so that's how it sounds. Yeah. Any, any like, any... I, I, I mean, we, we used it for a, a, probably a year and a half on the podcast, right? Yep. Totally. Um, both because we liked how that song sounded and what it said, right? Yes. And so, Step out. yeah, so you told me you should listen to this today on your run. I was biking, but I put uh-huh. it on my list and I was like, I mean, it's, it, it, it is such a unique sound. Mm-hmm for a pop song that probably right. was on the charts at some point. Right. Um, cool. Dead and just, charts and just matches the aesthetic of the movie perfectly. So you're talking about that mountain scene. It would be completely different without that. Right. Right. And so I like that you yeah. put it even before the visuals, which is a huge part of the movie. Um, yeah, because it's almost the foundation. It's more foundational to this movie than the visuals. I think the sound. Right. Okay. So, here we go. Let me get out my uh, thing here. Okay. Piece of evidence number two. Yeah. Cinematography. Um, mm-hmm. I looked it up uh, when we were on a break. Oh, crap. I didn't write it down, though. <laughs> Some guy. <laughs> here, look up uh, Look up the cinematographer. Oh, here it is. Stuart Dreiberg. Okay. Um, he also did The Piano, The Great Wall with Matt Damon. I never saw that. Um, the Painted Veil. Yeah. Men in Black International, New Amsterdam. Okay, so I'm just 
I don't know. I haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> but he does a great job in this one. Yeah. So he must be Ben Stiller's friend or, yep. you know, somebody that he wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe go back and maybe he did Tropic Thunder. I wouldn't doubt if we swipe back and. Yeah, probably. Um, But like just so the look of the movie, I mm-hmm. just love like I I like so he works it at Time or at Life magazine. I keep calling it Time Life. Um, well, that's the company Life that magazine. owns it, right? Time Life. Yeah, I think so. Yep, that's, um, that's the bigger so company. Yep. He deals in photography, in beautiful photography. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the whole movie, like, every single frame looks like an amazing shot. Like an and amazing... it wouldn't work otherwise, maybe, right? So, for yeah. a movie about, w- w- maybe with such a theme of image and photography throughout... You have to yeah. have beautifully done cinematography or else it wouldn't work. Un- unless you yeah. did something creative where everything but that looked terrible. And so those things right. popped, but they didn't choose to do that. And I'm glad. Right. I, it just looks so great. The mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this kind of like contributes to a small part of me that has some, what is it, like wonderlust. Yeah. Like you want to discover the world. Yeah. Um, and I was flying over the Atlantic while I saw it, Yeah, you know, and he runs, he bikes. The longboard scene is freaking unbelievable. Yeah, I think that's my favorite scene is the longboard scene. Um, okay. it, it looks like the, the way this film is shot, it looks like an episode of blue planet or yeah, planet yeah for sure. That yep. That's the kind of care. And I wonder if they're using similar cameras. I don't know what it is, but sure. this, the scenes, on in the mountains and Iceland in particular for me, I really love mm. how Iceland and Greenland look like yeah. it looks cold, Yeah, but you want to be there. It makes yeah. you want to be there. Yep. For sure. Um, and even like the graphic design, mm-hmm. like the way, like the, like I, I love it. I'm, I'm trying to remember what that movie was. Um, now I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Will Ferrell. Um, you remember Will Ferrell was in, and he's an, he's an author, stranger than fiction. Yes. That's what it is. Yep. And they do kind of that like text stuff. Yeah. 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 That's very stylized or like, you know, make it actually look like it's on film. Like you can see, you know, like the, the sides of the film moving or like there's a, it's blurry here and like super hyper-focused, um, weird lens flares and stuff. I, I just think it's super stylized. Yeah. Super cool looking. Um, and then when they put the wording in different spots, like even when he did the, the epic scene where he leaves, mm-hmm. he, the inciting incident, hero's journey. Yep. He's going on the, on the, on the, on the journey and arcade fires rocking out. And you know, they, they show life's motto. Right. In like different in places the, that he's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just, just super cool. Yep. Um, and yeah, the vivid colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so sharp. Everything is like th- this. Is what my HD TV was made for, right? Yes. Um, yep. Just just recently, I'll tell you this. Just recently, our TV broke. It mm. got this big black, like dark line in the middle. Yeah. And it was viewable, but I was like, nope, no. <laughs> If we're going to be stuck inside for six months or whatever, it's going to be. <laughs> right. So uh, I got 
roadside pick up a target nice got a new tv which was ridiculously cheap and better than the tv i have right now um yep but it's 4k and then Mm. we watched this movie and i was like this is this is what high definition screens are made for this kind of movie yeah yep um okay so I think we've gotten through the two main ones that you, my guess is you could be on board with both of those. Sure. Yes. I I, I have something to say that I don't think you're going to like. Should I say it now? Okay. Let me say it now. Yeah, let's, let's, okay. let's do it. But okay. you like the way it looks and sounds, right? Maybe. Okay, go, yes. go ahead. Here, here's my one of, I have two kind of reasons why this didn't show up on my love list. One of them okay. is a little nitpicky, and I'll do that one first. Um, Great. The whole movie, which I think is supposed to be about like finding your true self and loving nature and getting to the truth of everything like that, the whole thing feels a little bit, to take a word from Charlie Brown Christmas, commercial. Okay. So um, I mean that in two ways. One is this thing that you're talking about, it looking like a music video. Mm, I was yeah. going to say it looks like a commercial. Um, mm, and like what, so, for like travel magazine or something? Yes. So the that that I think most iconic scene of the movie with the that you just described was the plane lifting off and landing, right? Yeah. A yeah. super stylized choice that Ben Stiller is making. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it looks to me like a Super Bowl commercial. Hmm. Like a well shot. A commercial. really, really expensive commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's one reason I feel that way. And then the other one is I started noticing this viewing around. Mm-hmm. There is so much product placement in this movie. Okay. What yeah. in the world? So like he's at. Life magazine. That's great. Like, I feel like that's kind of cool. It's a real thing. It grounds it in realism a little bit. Then I was like, okay, Papa John's. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then I started counting how Uh much product placement is in it. And there's like a lot. Dell, um, eHarmony. Yep. And then this kind of like blatant, I thought, Cinnabon. scene at the end where it has nothing to do with anything why are they eating at cinnabon and talking so much about how great cinnabon is they spend valuable real estate in this movie talking about how great cinnabon is and it just (laughs) is jarring to me i'm like so then what i started thinking is did ben stiller need to do this to get funding for this movie Right, like, did they actually, like, literal product placement to get paid for? Right. And so it just yanks me out of the movie. Every time I'm like, this is, this is weird. And then, like, there's even that exchange that he has with Adam Scott, who that's got to be a fake beard, right? Oh, my gosh. We haven't talked about that yet. But, like, yeah, we have our leaderboard of beards. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's gotta be on the bottom of it. It's the worst looking beard. Um, uh, so I would forgive it if it yeah. was real. I mean, mm. dude can grow a beard. 
Yeah, right? totally. He's been yep. in stuff where he's got a big beard, little big lies. He, he had a okay. full beard the whole series. And it's that color. So it makes huh. me think that might actually be his beard, but it looks so fake. Yeah, it, it, it's just the color of it and the cut. But it's it's like almost like so manicured. Yeah. Like, you know, like by a barber or something, you know, like. And barbers are cool. I would love one day to go a barber and get like a, you know, barber oh, beard cut. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Get that yeah. shape. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. It, the way it's shot doesn't look doesn't look good. So may, maybe that was a choice. Let's get the worst looking beard on the worst sure. character in the movie. Right. Um, yeah. And he's great at a bad guy. I really mm-hmm. like him so good. playing a yep. kind of a sleaze ball. His mm-hmm. his part in a good place is incredibly sleazy and great. So okay. I, I, th- I think he's he's equally as good in Parks and Rec, right? Where he is the best yeah. person you've ever met. But I really like yep. him as a bad guy. It's funny because I watched this first and then Parks and Rec. Oh, right. You know, so like I saw it in reverse. Um, I was <laughs> like, oh, funny. he's so cool. Like, he's so nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but you don't, you don't like... Yeah, he he's just it's just a sleazy jerkweed. Like I yeah. mean, even the line of like, "I know you're here to do a job." Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say the bad word. But you don't have to be such a D. But you don't right. have to be such a beep about it. So um, I, what I was gonna true. say was, there's even a little bit of McDonald's product placement oh, yeah. there. Because I'm loving he, it. Yeah. Um. And so that would have been a funny line to me if there hadn't already mm-hmm. been, I'm not kidding, a dozen other things in the movie that are product placement. And so yeah. I'm confused. I, I'm just confused Got by it. it. And it and it cemented this feeling of like, it just feel this whole movie kind of feels a little bit commercial. And I think I'm supposed hmm. to be feeling something else. And that was confusing. Right. Yeah. No, I, I got it. And I, I'll tell you that the same people that said this sounds like a cool dad score. Yeah. Said there's way too much product placement <laughs> in this movie. Okay. Well, that's a relief to me that I'm not the only one that noticed that. Because I was like, they were like, nitpicking? why? Yeah, it's 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 huh. less annoying than confusing to me. I was just confused right. by it. Like, I don't think and I've seen a movie with so much product placement since like Wayne's World, where it's a joke. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, Papa John's works to me because like, I think the joke is funny. Like, I always yep. felt bad. Like you were working at a place. Yeah. That reminded you of your dad. It's like Papa John's. No. So I thought that was funny. E-Harmony, funny. Fine. They could have made something up. It's the cinema. Fine that it was E-Harmony. It, it's the climax um, of the of the movie is at Cinnabon. <laughs> I just was like, you're kidding me. I, uh, that, what, okay. What the, okay, so stricken from the record, they should have said, let's go have breakfast. Yeah. Take me to coffee. Yep. Uh, something like that. Now, I love it. I love that scene. I think Patton Oswald is. I love Patton Oswald. Yeah, like his comedians in Cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite. I love that actor. I think he's hilarious. He's Remy himself from Ratatouille. Too. Yep, totally. Yep. Um, okay, so stricken from the record. Stricken from the record. I, I just don't understand the product placement. <laughs> it would be cool to see if like did you get 10 million dollars from papa john's also i don't really understand product placement i would probably go get it you know what i did have one cinnabon in the last year and i thought of walter mitty 
Um, I mean, to tell you the truth, I've got nothing against Cinnabon. I mean, I think it is, right. is, is great and delicious. Um, right. It's just, I think Pat Nowell is like, oh, it's like crack or something, which is also uh, yeah. the the thing. That's a dad thing to say. Oh, my gosh. Totally. I love McDonald's. It's like crack. Well, <laughs> dude, okay. This is more cool dad stuff, though, because like he's kind of like a big dude. With a Hawaiian and, shirt like, and his, shorts on. Yeah, like flip-flops and then like going yeah. to the mall to get like a Cinnabon, which you do not need. Like that that's a dad move. For sure. Um, okay. So stricken from the record, but totally seen. I totally see okay. what you mean. Great. <laughs> okay, I love the humor in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I actually wanted to play a clip real quick. Okay. I think Patton Oswald is hilarious in this movie. Like, choose a lady. Yeah, like I like his voice too. Like you, what a voice. Everything, oh, yeah. I think, because of that voice, everything he says yep. is funnier. Oh, yeah. Like, have you done anything I'm not worthy? <laughs> like, oh, it's, I, I think it's, I think he's, he's genius in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm just going to play this one clip real quick that is my favorite clip, maybe. You guys, you guys speak English? I'm looking for Elgos Street. Elgos is that a street? Is this I have Chalakuta? I have Chalakuta? Something like that? I have Lukuta? I have Lutakuta? I have Like, I don't know why that cracks me up. Like, I remember when there was that um that volcano that went off. Yep. And every newscaster was trying to pronounce. What I remember the is name. you used to be able to pronounce it. I did. You're right. Yeah. Because like yep. somebody put it up phonetically and then I remembered it. Yeah. I don't know. I that's that right there is like classic Ben Stiller. Right. Like I don't know why it's just so like. No, it's it's like when you see Tom Hanks in A League of Their Own, bobbling yep. his head. That's yep. that's Tom Hanks's go-to comedy posture. Right. And so that yep. I, I thought that same thing about that scene. Like there's Ben Stiller um, bringing a little bit of Zoolander into this. Yes. Movie. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, that cinematographer did Zoolander too. That'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. I wonder. Um, okay. So now thirdly yes. is how it makes me feel, how the story makes me feel. Okay. And honestly, one and two, in this particular movie, three is just icing on the cake because one and two are so stinking good. Okay. Um, like they make me so happy, and the nostalgia of where I saw it make me so happy. Um, but just the fact that this dude, the little gray dot, mm-hmm. like his mom calls him her worker bee. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think besides the um skateboarding scene, my favorite scenes are him and his family. Mm, love it i really Shirley like McLean. the dynamic yep so great yeah. um so i would say he's like he's a person of the fine print um mm. and a behind the scenes even though i work on stage yeah i would consider most of my work unseen huh. and most of what i do like kind of behind the scenes and definitely a person of the fine print like i like most of us are not Sean O'Connell's. Most of us are Walter Mitty's. Right. Um, and 
just in that time and even now, like I work really hard. Mm-hmm. I I like I'm not in a dark room, but I'm, but I'm at a read desk. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I was thinking especially that you at the read desk, just working your fingers to the bone. Yep, cane and We're, string and wax. Yeah, <laughs> and then scales and etudes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but I heard this interview. Um, Kobe Bryant. Okay. Um, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, where they they were interviewing him, like, why are you such a great basketball player? And they went and they watched him do his drills. Right. And all he did is practice drills. Yeah. You know, like he didn't do anything fancy. Um, yep. And so, anyways, that is like uh, blows my mind because that's basically what I tried. What I try to do. You're not doing anything fancy you're practicing it's scales, not flashy it's just scales the right. same things that you learned how to do in eighth grade right you are right. just doing those over and over and over again yeah i think he said you never graduate past the basics huh um which is huge um yeah. anyways i so that's kind of where i relate to this dude mm-hmm. is that and then he like is sent out on a yeah. journey he's Got like it. he's pushed out the door Mm-hmm. to take risks and like i think that's something we long for mm-hmm. right both you and i like i think one of your words one time was risk yeah right um so like he goes for it and he you know he takes a big risk and it pays off big and kind of like the i'm just gonna get spiritual for one second sure that picture of sean o'connell on the wall saying like come mm-hmm. come come he's to me. like I, beckoning dude, him right it's like a harry yeah. potter style the picture moves and he's right. beckoning yes. walter mitty to come to him yeah yeah there's there's like a spiritual component to that of like almost like that's like god mm-hmm. saying like come out of your comfort zone right and take a risk and come on a journey with me yeah um, not saying that Sean O'Connell is a god, but in this kind of like idea, he's like, get out of that comfort zone, get out of that little box, yep, and take a risk, go on a journey. Mm-hmm. He goes on this journey, right? And one of the things I love about it is he has friends to share it with. Yeah, like a journey is best shared. So he's got Cheryl, share, get it, Cheryl. I never thought of that. There you go. <laughs> um, and Patton Oswald, and then his mom and his sister. They yep. all help him um, go on this journey, take this risk. And the thing that he finds, dude, is that what he was looking for, he's had the whole time Yeah. in his wallet. Yep. Right. Um, so he had to go on a journey to see the world, um, basically to find meaning. What he already had. Know, yeah. Th- that he already has. And like even the wallet, like that's mm-hmm. where you hold, literally hold your identity. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I like that. That's where your money is. Yep. That's where, you know, like your treasure lies. That's where your treasure lies. Right. Yeah. And um and and so like he goes and he uh he basically finds finds himself essentially. That 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 sounds cheesy. And I, that's another criticism. Maybe you're gonna go there. Um <laughs> <laughs> but dude, and then so like side of that. He's a humble dude. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I think, dude, First Peter 5, 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. 
Right. So you've got the dude that sees Sean O'Connell. He takes these amazing pictures. Yep. And who does he choose to like celebrate at the end of this movie? He lifts up the people of the fine print. Right. They're the people that make the world happen. Mm-hmm. And so like he ends up and I don't want to make this too like uh, autobiographical because that's not that I want to be seen. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But he is seen yeah and recognized and noticed and um you know it's like, on the cover the, of life magazine the picture is him yeah the, right. the hard work that he's done mm-hmm. on the grind is recognized when you're talking i'm like you you are relating so hard to this dude yeah right right like exactly. this this is you and there is it's it's weird when you do a job like this yep like you have um where there's potential for recognition, mm. right? There, you yep. you could be like the best bassoon player in the world. Everybody could know your name, right? Um, right. But most of your life is at the reed desk and practicing. Right. And so yeah. um, I don't think it's wrong to desire recognition when most of what you do is unrecognized. That, yeah. That's hard. Um, and even remember, dude, like the time that I was watching this like I was you know I was like hoping to get to get recognized you know like I was heading into what you know what at that point was like the biggest audition of my right. life in a couple of weeks coming from this whole season you know audition what number 28 at that point right I um, forgot about that and getting yeah. so close mm-hmm. you know um so I think there was some of that yeah definitely and I mean I, I'd forgotten about that right that I mean, there's a part of that job for you, right? Like it's even the auditioning, right? Is just hard behind, literally behind a screen (laughs) work, right? right? And so maybe once in a while it'd be good for somebody to say, okay, you've got the job or, you know, something like that. So you're going through all that also. You're looking to get picked. Mm -hmm. You're looking to get seen. You're hoping, you know, to, to say like, he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> that magical moment. Right, totally. Um so it is it is kind of a very sweet um ending that he is recognized and even that the picture of him is not on a mountaintop on the front of right. life. It's him doing his work. Yes. Yep. Doing I really what like he that. always does. Yep. And and then he fi- he actually, you know what he finds? Is that he didn't need to do anything epic mm-hmm. to be celebrated. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just was doing his job. And this yeah. dude is like, you're doing a great job. And actually, the big famous dude wouldn't be able to get what his work out. That's what he says. Even he was like, he was like, I wouldn't be able to like you always championed my work, basically. Yeah. Right. Um, and he, he even said, oh, dude, I love this line. Sean O'Connell he's like beautiful things don't ask for attention mm-hmm. or like he's like Walter made a year the snow leopard yeah I see you I honor you well yeah and there's a longing probably in everybody to know that somebody important sees them hmm. right and somebody important values them and so obviously we are very spiritual people right and so to be reminded of that when it comes to our faith yeah. right that no matter what else anybody thinks about us or doesn't know about us, there's somebody who yeah. knows. 
And so there's yep. a cool connection there to see kind of played out in a movie like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally, awesome. dude. Um, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, this would have, this is a whole nother possibility, but we just don't have any time anymore. Yeah. Um, I love how when Sean uh, is up there on the top of that mountain and he sees that snow leopard and he doesn't take the shot. Yeah. Right. Um, and that is like, that's savor yep. right there. He's like, mm-hmm. sometimes the camera gets in the way. Yeah. So I, d- sometimes I don't like it. I don't like to experience life with the camera between me and life, right? I mean, yes. he's saying it, it, this, this thing, which represents his job and his career and probably the attention that he gets, gets in the way of me actually experiencing life. I, I really love that part. That rules. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So even like when, when, dude, when I play my best music, that's mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. Is I don't care who sees it. Mm-hmm. I don't care who hears it. Yeah, it's like me playing my music and then ultimately I'm playing it for the glory of God. It's like a worship. It's a worshipful moment. Yeah, that is that's the snow leopard moment. Yeah, like don't even care who sees it or who hears it. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And those times feel so precious and rare. Right. Um, And you almost never see it addressed in a movie. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That maybe quietness and hiddenness is just as valuable as fame and um, everybody knowing who you are and money yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, now I almost feel bad saying my last <laughs> thing. <laughs> Actually, what you just said helps. Don't worry, though. Okay. Um, I'll just say this about this movie. And this is why I reacted so strongly when I heard that he, this, this screenwriter also wrote Pursuit of Happiness. Um, okay. Which probably is one of my least favorite movies of the mm. 2010s. Um, okay. I think I even wrote a scathing review of it on my blog. <laughs> Let's find that. <laughs> um, because I like a little bit of subtlety mm. in story and in movies. Sure. And I feel a little bit like there's not much to be found in this movie. And my biggest okay. critique of um, Pursuit of Happiness, which is Will Smith and his actual son right and it's this like this is an inspirational story (laughs) might as well be its tagline (laughs) and you almost feel like taken advantage of okay and so this movie feels a little bit like it's um ben stiller saying at the end while the credits are rolling get it right get it are you changed by this? Um, and so I feel a little bit manhandled, maybe. Sure. So you don't movie. like being manipulated. I, You're like, I have a very low tolerance for that in story. Don't tell me how to feel. Right. So I wonder if there's an uh, analog to this in orchestra music where you're listening to something by a new composer. And you're like, mm-hmm. he knows all the tricks right? or she knows yep. all the tricks and they've used them all and they're not going to fool me right? because yep. I'm, I'm a professional museum, musician. And so right. I know that it needs to be a little bit, a little bit of a lighter touch would have worked there. 
better. Sure. And so I think coming out, and this is how I felt the first time, and then on the rewatch a couple nights ago, which is like, okay, just 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 relax a little bit. <laughs> ben. <laughs> right. <laughs> just let the work stand on its own. Let so, the work right. Um, that's how I feel a little bit in a movie that is like this is an inspirational story. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, I think this may be a personal issue that I have. Um, is it a little bit, a little cynical? It's, or... it's, a, it's a little bit, um, what you said, I have, I have a low tolerance for manipulation in general. Right. And so yep. if it tastes like that to me, um, yep. uh, Maybe this is my problem with Rise of Skywalker. It just felt like, okay, I get it. You like, will like this. You, Here's this. I have made this for you, fans. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I would have liked better? If you had blown up that Millennium Falcon. Because right. in a, a story is not just about fan service. It's about right. pulling back. There's got to be a little bit of tragedy, you know, like, yeah, and, right. um, and, and so, uh, it, it felt like, Ben, you don't know me as well as you think you know me right now. And right. so just relax a little bit. I don't right. know. It's hard. It's hard to explain. Um, but I just felt a little bit manhandled. Maybe that's the best way to describe it. So like when the reveal happened where you're like, stop it. No, the, there have been movies where I have felt like literally upset about yeah. how this this does not do that to me. It just kind yeah. of it just kind of takes it off of my love list. Got it. Um, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, did you have a guess at what the picture was going to be? Because it's such a mystery, like what negative 25 was going to be. Um, no, that was a nice mystery. I didn't love the reveal as much as I think you did. Okay. I, th th there's also kind of like it was all wrapped up so cleanly. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of would have preferred maybe if Kristen Wake had gotten back together with her husband. Or... Yeah. Um, I, I like that he has to sell the piano. That's cool. There's a little bit of like, okay, not everything worked out perfectly. That was... Yeah, that was huge. He does get fired from his job. That's good. Yep. Um, the... I, I just feel like the, the picture on the front of life maybe hit me as like Benson was saying, I did it. I <laughs> pulled the rug out from under you, viewer. You never saw this coming. And I'm like, okay, I see. <laughs> maybe if it was the snow leopard that he had taken that picture already or something, right. that would yeah. have felt a little bit more authentic to me. Yeah. Yeah. Y you're right, though. I didn't know it was on the picture the whole time. That's cool. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I knew it was in the wallet the first time I saw the movie. Oh, that's pretty good. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I I knew or immediately. I don't... don't throw that wallet out because that's where the thing is. Yeah. Yep. I I'm trying like yeah I'm trying to remember on the plane if I was like it was in your wallet if I was but like. But th there's this other thing, dude, where you said to me on the phone yesterday, like I'm just more naturally critical than you. Right. And so I think one way that that translates into our real lives is that you are taken into the movie a little bit more than I am, no matter yeah. what we're watching. And so I'm right. always thinking, "Ooh, I bet it's in the wallet. Oh, I wonder what the picture is. I think I know it. Yep. I, I you know, I, 
okay, so I do love thinking about that stuff, uh-huh. but I'm like, I'm uh, less like stupid, stupid. <laughs> Although you know what though, when I'm when we're watching stuff, I do do that quite a bit. I do. We do may that. be more similar than we think. I don't know. Yeah, but I. It's like I was drawn in by the my first two bits. Yeah, and then the person of the fine print stuff. Mm-hmm. And the journey that I was on and the place that I was at. Yeah. I was like, like, I don't care if this story is manipulating my emotions. It's it's doing it in the best <laughs> way possible. And I wish I was eating a Cinnabon right now. Manhandle me, Ben Stiller. Manhandle me. <laughs> it's like I they had gained trust because it was so good. Yeah. That was didn't bother me. It makes so much sense to me. Um, okay. We're, uh, we're, we're running long. I knew this was going to happen, but I think it's worth it because we're not we're not only oh, talking about this movie. We're also talking about our relationship, our spirituality, everything yep. that's going on, how, yep. to, how to disagree Great. if you're friends. Um, yep. And I think it's becoming so much more clear that where you watched it and who you watched it with and when in your life you watched it means a lot to the both of us. Yes. Speaking yep. of that, mm-hmm. next week... Oh, so before that, now, Gomer Nation, it's in your hands. We want to know what you think is The Secret of Walter Mitty, a perfect movie. There's a lot of ways for you to vote on that. Um, You can vote on our Instagram. That's two Gomers. Uh, We will put that poll up uh, in a couple days after this episode drops. You can vote there. You can go to our website, perfectmoviepodcast.com, and vote there by clicking vote. You can go to our Facebook page. That's Two Gomers. Um, you can send us an email, twogomers at gmail.com or perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com and just with the name of the movie and write yes or no. We're going to tally those up. We're going to let you know in a couple weeks. Does it belong on the flash drive? Is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty a perfect movie? Okay. Speaking of movies affecting us when we saw them and who we saw them with next week. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I just talked about, I like a little subtlety in my movies. And now we're going to talk about Mad Max Fury Road next week. Don't, don't manipulate me. Oh, baby. I loved being manipulated by George Miller in that theater. Okay. So um, my choice next week, Mad Max Fury Road, a movie that we have talked about before on the Two Gomers podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Anthony went to see it with his mom. It was a unique experience. We are going to do a little bit of flashback and play that clip. Um, uh-huh. We're going to talk about Best Picture nominee, mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road. Anthony, you'll, I'm guessing you'll. this will be your second viewing of it, right? I have not seen it since. I don't even barely remember anything other than the monster trucks, the <laughs> guitars, breastfeeding ladies... Like, and then just being so uncomfortable that I was watching it with my mom and yeah. And sweating, if I remember correctly, just in a cold sweat the whole time. The first half of the movie, should we leave? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So what I've asked you to do, Anthony, in preparation for that is to not only watch Mad Max Fury Road, but also watch Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Great. Which I think will, will make it a better discussion. Okay. I can't wait. I'm pumped to dive in to the Mad Sweet. Max universe. Awesome. Okay. So there you go, nation. 
Let us know what you think about The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Join us next week for the League of Their Own results show. And then our next movie, Mad Max colon Fury Road. Mad Max colon Pertner to Fury Road. (laughs) If you're in the South. (laughs) All right, dude. Great app. Super fun, man. All right. Have a great week. All right, you too, dude. And have fun watching Mad Max. When my world says...